Yay, we're recording fucking finally. Hey. I'm an idiot. That took uh, us, what? Uh, less 50, than an hour. Less than an hour. Less than an hour. 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More like 45, but yeah. Because we had some pleasantries and stuff at the beginning. That's and then true. we tried to record. So this is probably going to be a shorter episode because uh, I spent a lot of time fucking around trying to figure out what was wrong with this when I just, I pressed the button on the mixer that broke the mixer and I didn't think to press it again because I didn't realize that that's what broke it. And that's... <sighs> My story. Hey, you're listening to Some Nerds Have a Podcast. The idiot that broke our mixer is Nick. Yay, I'm Nick, and I broke the mixer. <laughs> I'm Elise. <laughs> and I'm Alex, and I'm supposed to be the audio tech for this, but I'm in a different location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yay, pandemic. Yay, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Although it should be like the, those vaccines, they're coming out. So they say they're, they're slowly but surely rolling out. I've seen many friends of mine post on Facebook that they got their first uh, dosage, and uh, my grandma, oh really? My grandma is due for her first dosage too, but I am Aww. one of the sad suckers that don't get any of those. So I gotta sit around and wait. Aww. Save it for I'm the sorry. people that need it. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. All the vaccines belong to Elise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll be a living god. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, community. That's a show that needs to be rewatched again and again. I was, that was how. So there's a lot of places where we could start uh, the game stonk. The game stonk. Game stonks. Man, I, uh, I, I was telling Elise that. I, I guess that's where Sorry. we're starting. <laughs> we're starting with the stonks let's let's start with the stonks let's start with the stonks um, i was telling elise today that like the the new thing like the, the the sign of how weird the world is now i was listening to this week's castle super beast and the guest that they have on this week is like a fucking reporter for the washington post <laughs> On Castle Super Beast? Yes. Really? Yeah. No, in fairness, it is the guy who, like, apparently runs their, like, video game reporting division, I guess. But that just raises further questions. It just raises further questions. Why does the Washington Post have a video game reporting division? To report on stonks. Like, how much would it suck... Like, is that the job you want or is that the job you hate? Like, if you're working, if you're a Washington Post beat reporter, are you like, good news, everyone? <laughs> I get to get to report on the Vigia games. Like, or are you like, oh, I'm getting demoted from, like, White House, from, like, being a White House press, you know. He actually Washington talked Post. about this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, he's, a, he's kind of a younger guy. And it sounds like, like he does, like, know his shit when it comes to video games because he was, like, keeping up with with Wooly and Pat on it something like, of a gamer video. himself yeah he's something of a gamer <laughs> himself but he did say that when he uh, originally was getting into journalism he wanted to be like a music journalist and was just and then he said but like video games are like way more popular and way more important right now to the popular culture than music seems to be so I just kind of went with that because <laughs> that was the opportunity that availed itself wow Wow, so it's like above music. Yeah. So is it like above music, but like below being the Washington Post reporter that just follows Dr. Fauci around (laughs) and like records all of his thoughts? Like, is that 
Is that like, what is the pecking? I need to know the pecking Games, order. I'm just going to say GameStop has been way more important to the world these last few weeks <laughs> than Dr. Fauci has been. That is true. Oh, the GameStop. So we are three qualified individuals to talk about the game stonk <laughs> and you clearly listener get your news from the three of us yeah so do we want to try to explain it um they tried to do the movie <laughs> the big short again but this time with gamestop instead of people's houses Ugh. and people found out about it and they got really mad and they, they got big it. mad they're yeah. like, stop doing sequels. <laughs> so apparently, I didn't. I I decided to check just now, but apparently, uh, Game Stonk has uh, leveled out. It was in freefall for the past two days, and, and it's now mm -hmm. it's kind of yeah. level around ninety bucks. Yeah, so, which yeah. I mean is still way better. Above. It's like seventy dollars, so it's improved by seventy dollars when all of the people. You know, all of the hedge fund managers started like shorting, shorting it, it at twenty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, so with a very like they're not losing, they're losing millions as opposed to billions. <laughs> um, well, because those loans yeah. were like taken out, like, like they did have to pay back a lot of that money, like in, as soon as it went up to like three forty seven, four twenty sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did go up to four twenty. It did go up to four twenty sixty nine. Uh, but yeah, like, I don't know, dear listener, is that it? Is that all the, uh, the whole explanation that we're giving about the game song I mean, that's and then really, we're moving on? That's really all anyone, I feel like that's all anyone needs to know because money doesn't exist and like- Money isn't real. <laughs> if there's anything that's just proved that in our life, like there's a lot of things that have proved that I feel like in our lifetimes. Yeah. But the like 2008 financial crisis the when fact, we were in college, the fact that a bunch of Reddit nerds like destroyed at least one hedge fund mm -hmm. while making like over a meme, it just proves that the <laughs> money isn't real. And like the, the <laughs> stock exchange is meaningless. And this has no actual effect on any of our lives. Like, it's it's so weird. Like this really is like a great example of first as history, next as tragedy. Like the next or first as tragedy, next as uh, farce. Yes. Like, like honest to God, like this is just this is just 1928. It's except that none of us have anything to lose. <laughs> I mean, and like I was actually watching. Like you can't a, even take away our fun, like uh, our fun flapper dances. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually listening. I was watching a YouTube video this morning about it, and the the person was describing how like this Robinhood app uses trading on margin, which was the yeah. thing that was responsible yeah. for the the twenty eight collapse, and it's like. Yeah, but like we don't I don't think these people care if they lose their money because what they're paying for is they're not they're not betting on stocks. They're paying for the enjoyment of watching rich people suffer. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like they're 100%. willing to put some couple hundred bucks into doing that. Uh, yeah. And like and some people are making money and it's like yeah. some of those are like really I've seen some really wholesome stories come out of this. Mm -hmm. Like um there's one person who like thought they were going to have to put their dog down because they couldn't afford the surgery that he needed to live. Mm -hmm. um, and like he, when, when he saw this thing about the, the GameStop stock, 
I'm just going to call it Game Stonk because it, it, yeah, it's way easier to say. <laughs> when he saw that the whole thing about Game Stonk, he just like put enough money into it and waited until he had just enough money to pay for his dog's surgery and then sold it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's good. That's a good, like, nice thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a dog goes alive and... <laughs> thanks and it's, to the thanks Game Stonk. Yeah. And a bunch of hedge fund managers. Yeah. The pain and, and yeah, as a bonus, a whole bunch of head stock, uh, hedge uh hedge head stonks. Bro- head stonks. And sport known as head stonks. Uh, I think the English language is uh is enjoying this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my frustration, my only frustration with the GameStop, uh, the GameStonk stonk or the GameStop stonk, whatever the you want to call it. Just, just the, call the, it the, the GameStonk because it's way easier stonk. to say. Um, so, oh so we've been trying to like limit the amount of time that I've been on social media recently. And social media was how I was getting a lot of my news. And so I didn't know about this until like Nick had brought it to my attention. <laughs> and so I've, because, because I'm like liberal trash, I get all of my news from NPR. Um, so it's like one of the things like instead of going through Facebook for like 30 minutes every morning, I'm now like listening to um, to the NPR's daily podcast, which is about 15 minutes. I do recommend it. I think it I think it's good. But they just really they really missed the point of the GameStop stonk. The game stonk. The, the, the short, the big, the big stonk. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, one of the things they were like, I don't know, it's like a meme stonk and like. They're like, I don't know, people are doing this for the memes and the lulls. And it's like. And there certainly are people who are doing uh, it yeah, for that, I think. They but are. it's like they're they're missing, but they're like the greater narrative of people trying to call attention to the practice of shorting. And that, granted, it is something that people have been doing for many, many years now. Perhaps, maybe we shouldn't. And, um, and how like that was another large portion of this and that I think is getting lost and now like and then I went back on my social media fast and I went on Facebook today and it was like all of my liberal friends being like well the Wall Street bets you know they're very not nice on that website the Redditors <laughs> and it's just like okay but and this, they're like I don't think they're really like doing this for any altruistic reasons at all and I'm like this is well, this is class war okay this yeah. is yeah. like unabridged un- unapologetic class war in many cases like someone was talking on Twitter about how like a lot of these people aren't like they aren't they're people that have money to spend so it's like it's not like a proletarian movement by any yeah. stretch but it is definitely there is a lot of anger towards wall street and the yeah. elites yeah. and wall street uh and it is a weird turn i wasn't expecting the class war to look like this but i'll take it um, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and it and i mean like to be to be fair and balanced tmcr mm-hmm. i mean they're you working for Cody's Shoddy now? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I wish. God, take me, Cody. Um, I mean, as an assistant producer, not as like anything sexual. That would be weird. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I guess like to be fair, a lot of a lot of the things that I've been seeing, one about like this isn't the class revolution that you've been expecting, or like this isn't you know they're not doing this for class revolution. They're doing this just for the meme and for the lulls. And then like. Because it's fucking Reddit, everybody 
I mean, I don't know. I feel bad. Like, so there is, to be fair, there is a lot of anti-Semitism brewing on Wall Street bets. And, and so that I think is like the thread that I've seen a lot of liberals kind of pulling at. Mm. And like, to be fair, I mean, that's like, it's a shitty thing. And like, you know, anti-Semitic hate crimes are definitely have been certainly going up over the past five, six years. Gee, I wonder why, but like, I don't know. It's, it's impossible. I but I, like, I don't want to make excuses. I don't want to make excuses for the anti-Semitic rhetoric that is being passed around on wall street bets. It, it's impossible to really kind of put it all into one like motive, I think. Because yeah, there are, and I've seen the same things as you're talking about. Like there, are, there are like anti-Semitic memes being passed around on on Wall Street bets about this. But there are also, you know, the people who are just like, I'm just doing this to make enough money to pay for my dog's surgery. Yeah. There's another one where like their dad got fired as a result of 2008. Um, and like his just kind of been a shell of his former self since then. And so this guy is like, I bought stock in GameStop and I'm not selling it. And I'm doing this for revenge for what these fuckers did to my father, basically. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of people. There's a lot from of, a lot of different walks yeah. of life. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, yeah. I think that the end result is ultimately good, at least like in the immediate term like i think that is a good thing that hedge funds suffer yeah um <laughs> i think that i Despite don't the fact that both of us have retirement funds that are are primarily funded by hedge funds are they no no, no i think they're mutual funds mostly. are they mutual funds yeah. never mind then fuck the hedge managers because yes. <laughs> it's like because this is just it's like people it's a shell game like that part yeah. of it is like it's a shell game and these are people who are just trying to make money doing nothing um and adding no value to the world uh like just actual actual parasites like actual capitalist parasites on the rest of us and i so i feel like the fact that this is drawing attention to it and if nothing else the fact that they are now the ones like demanding that they be regulated (laughs) like i think it's fucking hilarious yeah like if if that's if even that's all that comes out of it like that's at least a little bit of something good mm-hmm. yeah like but yeah no it's and the motivations are complicated and like some of them are very not good but ultimately i i think in the end i think this is going to turn out to be kind of something okay at least i Hopefully. think so i think so uh, I do think that GameStonk's time is over. Um, I wonder what the next uh, victim is going to be. But um, Yeah, they were talking about AMC. They were also talking about Blockbuster. <laughs> they were talking, apparently, yeah. Apparently the company uh, that like liquidated Blockbuster is still on the market. It's like a penny stock. Yeah. Um, uh, there is still one Blockbuster in the left, um, but I don't know if it's still associated with that stock um mm. yeah i have no are idea. you talking about the one in alaska uh it's oregon and yeah oh okay yeah i know because um, my, my sister was... went there 
Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, there was there was one that was, like, in Alaska. But, um, but because I think apparently, that... like, the broadband in Alaska sucks, so. <laughs> I think that the, um, I think that the Robinhood trading app also restricted AMC as well as yeah. GameStong. Um, yeah. My so... dad was trying to buy um, a couple of days last week when this, like, this whole story broke. I was talking to my dad about it, who does trading on Robinhood, and he was trying to buy AMC stock. Oh, word. And, 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 and Robinhood was like, no, <laughs> not for you. I, um, I mean, it did go from, like, I'm looking at it now. It went from, like, $3 a share to, like, $20 a share. That was the high. Yeah. Now it's back down. It's back down a bit, but it's still above. So, like, if you did it on the day that they started it, he could yeah. still, like, maybe sell it for a profit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Stocks aren't real. Money isn't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> no. It's... What else has happened? <laughs> what else has happened? Indeed. Um... <laughs> I feel like I've just been so hyper focused on the game stock that and the um the fucking uh, op ed about like. Bernie's mittens are white privilege, actually. Uh, what? Jesus, what? <laughs> oh, neither of you saw that? No. Oh, God. Um, oh, my God. Basically, it's, it's a woman who's... She says she's a teacher in San Francisco. I think she's actually, like, one of those people who, like... Like, is mostly just, like, a college professor who occasionally has to teach in public schools to, like keep being an education professor if that makes sense um but like she was talking about you know like she was teaching a lesson on privilege and then like when the inauguration happened they started talking about how like oh no like bernie sanders wearing his his mittens because he's 80 years old and it was 26 degrees outside Like, him wearing a a puffy coat and mittens is just white male privilege. His, his like, one coat. But that's the thing. You know, so I didn't see that op-ed, but, like, I did see the, like, white liberal feminist backlash to Bernie. And then I saw the backlash to the backlash. And one of the things that the backlash to the backlash pointed out was, you know, like, look at, look, if if you want to say shit about Bernie and his mittens, Look at the side by sides of um look at the side by sides of Michelle Obama in twenty seventeen at Trump's inauguration versus what she looked like in twenty twenty one at Biden's inauguration. Mm. Like she's like she pulled it like you know, she was pulling the same shit. You know what I mean? Like she was wearing an outfit that she had worn before. Um her makeup was not done. Or like it was done like enough, but it wasn't it wasn't her full glam. Her hair was in a ponytail and like she was, you know, kind of like her body language was very uncomfortable. Um, you know, so like I just don't buy this whole like, oh, he's he's, you know, his white male privilege. And it's like he was fucking cold and he's in his like Nick was saying he's fucking cold and he's in his 80s. But, you know, also like other people also do this shit (laughs) you know what I mean Michelle Obama like you know like like 
girl boss feminism incarnate Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama was also doing this kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like was also doing this kind of shit. And like people, this is, it's a thing that people do, you know? Um, Like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this other than to say that like, that's, that's some pretty ridiculous nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Especially since, like, they're made, like, the mittens that he wore were made by a constituent out of, like, recycled sweaters and fleece that is made out of, like, plastic bottles that would otherwise end up in the ocean. And, like, they were handmade by a fucking teacher. No, so, but at least like, this is the most important, like, civil civil procedure of the, of the next decade. Oh, my God. So he's That's wearing what... his best read-only jacket. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> fanciest mittens that he could get his hands on, which he already had. Yeah. And the other thing that I saw, the other, the other thing that I saw was that fucking thing that the Washington Post loves to do where they're like, checkmate, Bernie bros. Um, that jacket actually cost $600. And it's like, yeah, but he has one $600 jacket. Like, <laughs> It's sort of like when they like talk about, he owns three houses. He's like, well, he's got the one in Vermont where he lives. He's got the one in D.C. where he works. He has an apartment. Like, let's yeah. be clear. He has an apartment in D.C. where he works. And has worked for like three decades. And he's got like a little vacation home that's like a one room shack up on cinder blocks. Right? It's just like. Like, yes, that is technically three houses, I suppose. Oh, I would like... love to have, I would love to have a vacation home that's a shack on three cinder blocks. Right? Right? <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not quite to that extent, but yeah, like if you look at the pictures of his vacation home, it's like it's very modest. Yeah, and like his, For, and his house in in his his one bedroom apartment, like let's not forget, and then his very modest house in Burlington, Vermont. You know, like it's not he's not living high on the hog. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like it's just. It's really disingenuous. Yeah. It's really disingenuous of Washington Post to continue to publish those kinds of pieces to be just like checkmate socialists. And the, the honestly, <laughs> like, the, the, the take that I've heard on this that I kind of feel is the most like probably the most accurate is just people still love Bernie. Bernie is still popular, but he lost twice. Why do you still like him? No, why don't you like the people that we want you to like? Like, Wait, why don't you like the people that DNC picked for you? Yeah. Stop just choosing candidates of your own volition like, ha- as if you have your own personal thought process. Like, have you seen the one where it's um, it's Michelle Obama from the inauguration and, like, they put a lightsaber in her hand and whoever posted it was like, this just blows all the Mer- the Bernie memes out of the water. Oh no, it, uh, it was, it was uh, Camille. It was, it was Camilla Harris, Kamala Harris. No, I'm president. pretty sure it was Michelle. I'm pretty sure it was the vice president <laughs> with the, uh, with the, the lightsaber in the memes. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, yeah, no, it's, uh, the election was the the inauguration was what like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. time for the next election now, right? No, it was Michelle. Was it okay? Yeah, pretty sure. 
Uh, that'll be the cover art for this episode. It's like her in a game stonk stock. <laughs> Stop making more work for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh, uh, anyway anything else we want to discuss in uh i feel like there were other pol- political things that happened oh god the the uh uh hey, oh. the, the q shaman has lost 30 pounds in prison apparently oh is that because he's on a hunger strike no, they're not feeding him uh, uh, organic meals. Yeah, so he's on a hunger so, I mean, Yeah, that's true. To, to be fair, okay, as much as that guy is a shithead, and he is a shithead, like, they frequently don't, they frequently don't follow the meal plans for, for like, Muslim prisoners, right? Right. And, um... And they did acquiesce to him for a while, but I'm sorry. Like, I have to eat organic for religious reasons. Like, that's, that's you have to you have to respect that because you have to respect like everyone else's legitimate religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, with, I, I'm with Elise on this. As someone with a religious based yeah. food uh, restriction, uh, I I say it's the littlest thing to to get one guy some I don't know kale. I guess. <laughs> Here's just like a whole big bag of like Trader Joe's organic ale. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is what you get. <laughs> I don't know. I I see it. The the reason why I see it slightly differently is it because is because like you're a godless heathen. Go well, on. a I'm a godless heathen. Yes, but also b like getting kosher or like halal meals for people wouldn't be like necessarily an extra cost. Whereas no, I can't eat this because it's organic. I need something that costs twice as much as this. That's as organic. Like it's, it's mostly, it's got less to do with the religious aspect of it and more to do with the fact that slapping an organic label on something means literally nothing. Hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's really what like, cause kosher and halal, like those are things that mean something. Organic is a marketing ploy and to try to like play it off as anything other than just, I want better quality food. Like in spite of like, regardless of what he thinks of it, that's what he's actually saying. Does that make sense? Like, I want you to pay more money to feed me. I feel like you're wading into dangerous territory. I, I, okay. I'm willing to, I'm willing to concede like, that point. But. I, you know, cause I mean, slippery slopes don't exist. Right. But the kind of argument that you're making against admittedly shithead, shithead shaman who is use, culturally appropriating a whole mess of shit that's whole, not his. A whole bunch of stuff. It, It is a similar argument that, that people who are assholes and racists yeah. use against, you know making sure that Muslim um, that Muslim prisoners have access to halal food. I mean, know? or at the very minimum yeah. don't have pork, right. You know, pork products shoved in their food. I mean, right. what, what's, what's going to happen next, Nick, are you going to say that we shouldn't be using uh, beef and pork tallow to wax the cartridges on the weapons we're giving to the sepoys? I mean, seriously, what, what do you think? Like, that's a whole extra cost to find some other way to grease those cartridges. And it's just yeah. too much for the Empire to handle. 
I don't know. I I mostly I don't again. Like I I think that organic food is a scam, and that I, I okay. You say this. Uh huh. You say this, but like, what kind of milk do we have to buy, Nicholas? I will say the reason why I tend to get organic milk. What is kind of the, eggs do we have to get, Nicholas? I don't care about organic eggs. I get free. I get cage free or free range when I can. No, find them. I got free range one time i got free range but they weren't organic and you lost your shit no i don't so i don't want to hear about misremembering this i'm not misremembering i've never this. i've never cared about organic mm-hmm. eggs i've okay. only cared about getting them cage free or free range uh, i know those are two different things um but i get the main reason why i get organic milk is purely because it has it lasts longer like the sell by date is generally about a month ahead of time as opposed to a couple of weeks ahead of time because they they uh, pasteurize it more and that's really the only difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little peek behind the curtain at the dietary <laughs> habits of two of our co-hosts. Um, but regardless, mo- most of the time I do think that like, because it literally there is no like legal or religious or any sort of like definition other than organic. It's just, do you call it organic? Then it's organic. Um, so like, that's kind of why I think that this is, it's not, it's not the same thing. Um, in my opinion. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Politics, the world it's in, it's burning. Man, you really had to have the last word there, didn't you? After both <laughs> of us were like, like, no, Nick, Nick, bad. Spraying you with the metaphorical spray bottle. And you're like, no, I'm going to have the last word on oh, this. No, you can have the last word on it. I'm sorry. Uh, thought, my last word is you're a hypocrite. No, I'm just kidding. Um, moving on. And now we can move on. Okay. <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> Uh, how about the Mets? I'm sorry. Um, I actually have no idea what sports balls games are going on right now. Uh, it's the soup, the oh, super it's ball. The, the super the ball. Su- the super ball. The super bowl. Super bowl. <laughs> it's the best owl. Uh, go birds, I guess. I don't know. I don't think they're fun. <laughs> uh, there's a there's an episode of um what we do in the shadows in season two mm. where they get invited to a Super Bowl game, but they they hear superb owl. Uh, and so they think that like they're gonna go worship an owl, and then they're very disappointed um, when they go, when they go to the party. Um, ugh, man, stuff, stuff, and things. Wow, this is such a great podcast. You're yeah, I think I think our audio that. issues have just like wiped us of all energy and, and attention. Yeah. Um, so did you ever get? A- uh, did you ever get around to finishing uh, Sabrina, Alex? Or no, how far? I have I have not because instead my focus and attention has been on watching something else with my sister. Okay. Um, what have you been watching? So I've been binging through the Netflix animated Carmen Sandiego, oh. um, mm. which is, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I'm enjoying it. It is... Definitely a kid's Carmen Sandiego show where it's like mm. here as opposed gonna... to an adult's Carmen Sandiego show. I, I, I guess. I mean, the it does have a goal of teaching you a little bit about a country every episode. So you learn a little bit about a country every episode. Uh, but it has a, a decent it has a decent overarching plot and uh, interesting character dynamics. Um, 
I'm definitely interested in continuing. My sister has watched through um, it all. Like, she's, she's binged through, she watched through the rest of it. Uh, and we're almost caught up, uh, myself and her nice. again. Uh, so we're, like, halfway through the last season, or the newest season, season four. Um, but it's something that uh, essentially starts with um, Carmen... So I won't. I, I will. I'll only go into it as far as like the first episode, because the first like two episodes are like the origin story episode, so to speak. Um, okay. And essentially, uh, in this incarnation of Carmen Sandiego, uh, she was raised with a, a at an academy for thieves, um, known as okay. Vile, you know, Incorporated, which in the games and in the original game show was the name of her villainous organization. Um, so she grew up a lot around these people. She went to this school. And uh, upon going on her first mission, essentially, uh, that she wasn't supposed to go on, uh, finds out the true evil that this group of thieves will go to to get what they want uh, and rejects that and decides to use her training and all of her skills to try to take them down and right the wrongs. Uh, meanwhile, you have two agents from Interpol, um, who are later picked up by Acme um, and joined their ranks, who are tracking her down to try to because she is you know makes a, a name for herself and makes herself known. Uh, so it's it's like you know trying to be the the good rogue, but still on the run from the cops and still trying to take down this evil organization that is willing to kill people to steal stuff. So it's it's an interesting kind of blend. Whereas before, of course, Carmen was always the villain. In here, yeah. she's the anti-hero or the hero or just you know the protagonist. Uh, and uh, it is it is interesting to see where it goes. Um, and I do like do like the team that kind of forms around her. You've got the uh, the voice. You have the 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 computer connection with a face. Um, in the part of player, who's actually played by Finn, Finn Wolfhard from uh, hmm. yeah, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Um, and, and guest grumps. Hmm? And guest grumps. <laughs> and guest grumps. Yes, yes, he was a guest grump. Uh, and then you have uh, her two, um, her two like her getaway driver and uh, mechanic uh, Zach and Ivy, who are two twins from Boston. Uh, and uh, they follow her around and help out with all the little things that need to be helped. So, anyway, it's a fun show, and if you have something you want to watch, I would recommend at least checking out the first couple episodes. first two episodes are like a flashback kind of introduction to the season, and uh, would recommend checking that out. Cool. Yeah, we finished... Um... We finished Disenchantment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, how is that? Did season four grow on you, or season three, or whatever season? Season three, was? yeah. We I think last time we said it was season four, and I think we thought it was, but it is in fact the third season. Yeah. I think maybe there was a break in the middle of season two, or maybe we took a break in the middle of season two. I don't remember. Season two just seemed overly long. Mm. Um, season. See, do you care if we spoil it? Do you want us to try to uh, keep spoilers I'm, to a minimum? To a minimum, I'd say, but you can spoil a little bit. Like okay, yeah. Um, Una is the best character. Una is the best character. Una is the best character <laughs> on that show. And when she's not on screen, everybody should be asking, where's Una? Um, but 
it's I I don't know it's it's better paced than the second season. Well, that's good. Which just seemed overly long. They don't know what to do with Dagmar. I don't think they know what to do with most of the cast. Yeah, like honestly. they don't really know what to do with Bean. There's this whole other subplot about there being other lands that never gets like addressed and resolved. And then there's like something about Bean being the chosen one that gets introduced and then never resolved. And it's just. In fairness, like, I think they're going to resolve it next season. Yeah. But. Yeah, and and it's like it's Bean, Lucy, and Elfo like together are the chosen one. Yeah, but it's like I I don't know I like I feel like Elfo's character arc resolved already. Yeah, like his resolved when he when like in the at the end of the first season when he dies, Bean doesn't bring him back to life, and then he comes back, and you know, and he comes back at the start of season two, and I feel like that's it, like that's his. His yeah. arc. And, you know, so now he's still just kind of hanging around. And now kind of Lucy's re- arc really resolves at the end of season three. Yeah. And so I'd say then, before then, like, Lucy oh, really? has very little to do in season three, I feel yeah. like. Um, there's this whole, like, interesting... They put forth a bunch of ideas about Bean being queer that never get resolved. Yeah. Or, I like, did address. watch that episode in particular. With the yeah. Mermaid. yeah 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 um which is a really like cool and interesting episode and then just that's probably the best episode in the season yeah honestly. and never gets it doesn't never like, gets go referenced anywhere. again yeah it's just kind of like and i'm sure like maybe it will like maybe next season they'll they'll come back to that but i feel like i feel like this is the big problem with disenchantment and this is something that like we saw in a like we watched a youtube video about like why una's the best character and kind of what the person brings up and like something that I hadn't thought about really in so many words before is that the writing with this show is more gag based than character based, but the story wants to be character based. Yeah. So like the characters are very different from moment to moment for what they need to be for this joke to work. But there's an overarching story that requires them to be consistent. And that's really the problem that this show has. And Una is the most consistently written character. Yeah. And it's like once she has, once she kind of comes into her own at the end of the second season, that's where she stays. Yeah. You know, it's, and, you know, like once something's revealed about her that, like, because there's a lot with, like, Dagmar where it's, like, like, I love my daughter. I don't love my daughter. I want this. I don't want this. And, like, whereas, like, Una is very much, like, I wanted to be a good stepmom to you, Bean. I hope that I was. And, I, like, it's it's just, it's nice. It's consistent. Like, that's mm-hmm. a consistent feature of, of Una's character throughout the seasons. And... Yeah, like of of all the characters, she's the most consistently written. And so that's why it's like she's the most interesting character. She has the most interesting arc and and that's it. And it's like they just keep flailing around with Bean and it sucks because it's like the conceit of the show or like the idea of the show is really fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, um like like it is it is somewhere between Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones 
and you have a a female main character which you don't typically have in these kinds of stories you know who is an interesting who's an interesting person with a lot of different layers and a lot of different aspects to her but it's like because they just keep going for the gag of like wouldn't expect this in a fantasy series would you the whole show just tends to fall really flat in a way that like other of Matt Groening's properties don't, you know. So like we're rewatching Futurama, which I I have mixed feelings about. The early episodes like have a lot of like, oh, this was done twenty years ago and it has shows. not aged well. Yeah, there's a lot of it that hasn't aged well, but all of the characters are consistently written and like. There are gags, but the gags never really take priority over the characters and the characters' stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is a really nice thing about Futurama. And, and that I, you don't get in Disenchantment. I would say that there are parts of the show that have aged well. There are parts of the show that have not. Um, like, oh, I think overall, overall, I think the show has aged well. Because, like, again, the right, I think the writing in terms of the way that it blends comedy and character development was a bit ahead of its time. I think that the characters are very consistently written. I think that they're interesting and I think the humor works for them. I think that certain episodes, like the central conceit of certain episodes are like, Ooh, this doesn't play in 2021. Like, like um, what, for example, um, I think Amazon Women in the Mood, like even though the the joke was largely at the expense of, you know, men being kind of sexist pigs, mm-hmm. I think still like a because lo- it was it was men writing the episode, right. it uh, it doesn't hit the way that they thought it would, mm-hmm. and there's like a weird amount of like. I guess, like, trigger warning sexual assault real quick. Like, you could characterize what happens to Zach Brannigan and Fry in that episode as sexual assault. And it's definitely played like that with Kip. And, like, oh, isn't it funny that this... Kiff, sorry. That this large... This larger woman is being sexually menacing to this diminutive male. And it's like, oof. Like, that's not okay in 20... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that was never okay. But it's, like, it's... You know, you can really see it in 2021 right. on a rewatch. And there's just... Yeah, and that was, like, the one that we most recently watched. And... Or at least the one that we most recently yeah, watched where it's, like, ooh, this didn't age well. This did not age well. Um, I think that, that that's probably, like, one of the bigger... That's one of, that's one of like the the best examples of that, but you know it happens. I mean, it happens a lot in the first couple of seasons, and mm. it's just it's just frustrating. There's like there's like so there's like a running gag where they are there on the planet of of Amazons, and um, they like it's it's all of these like stupid early two thousands jokes about women like oh the WNBA like they don't dunk, but like the fundamentals are more interesting to watch. And they make like you know Fry and and Zap Brannigan make a make a joke about it, and then they get hit by the Amazon, and that they're like the idea is like oh you're supposed to laugh at like them getting hit for their sexism, 
but the clever line is, is given the to the men is yeah. the sexist line that the men say you know so it doesn't it's one of those things where like had you had a woman in that writer's room to be like yo that's dumb that gag is stupid you know they i think they could have written it better but because it's like the early 2000s there's like nary nary woman to be found in hollywood writing comedy yeah um so that's yeah like oh the like they go to the like they go to the comedy club and it's like oh like the this comedy is you know like character driven and interesting and then like friar bender makes like a snyder mark so it i don't know it's it's it was it was a slog yeah yeah that one was just like and it was like the rest of them like because it's really weird because i feel like season three is where the show really kind of hits its stride because it's like it's where some of my favorite episodes are and then i'm like oh yeah amazon women in the mood that's a good episode we watched (laughs) it i'm like i don't think i laughed once yeah it was very uncomfortable to watch um but then it's like on the flip side it's like there's other show like we watched the episode where um, the episode where it's revealed that Nibbler is actually like a member of a highly intelligent species. Right. Yeah. That um, one I think is great. Um, the, the war is the H word I think is still, Oh, that one's still that very one's funny. That one. Yeah. That one. I yeah. remember that one still mostly lands. I feel like there's maybe a, a tone deaf joke or two in that one. There might be, um, but I feel like, no, because that the, the tone deaf ones in that one, all have to do with like, isn't it funny that that Zach Brannigan thinks that he's gay because he keeps crushing on Leela while she's in drag. And there's some like gross implications for that. Yeah. But again, those jokes I think are at the expense of Zap's masculinity more than anything else. Does that make sense? Like, like I still think that like the trope of like, like we're gonna question like he's questioning his masculinity because he thinks he might be gay and isn't that funny that he's not like i still feel like that's kind of in the same genre of like isn't it funny that he's gay you know what i mean because it's like ultimately that's still kind of like the ending punchline is wouldn't it be funny if zach was gay or zaff zap zap jesus christ these names i i i don't yeah i mean like they're it certainly is like it it feels like that's the thing is I think I think the writers had the best of intentions that straight male writers could have in the early 2000s when it came to stuff like that cuz like the again the joke is like at the expense of Zat Brannigan being Zat Brannigan more than it's at the expense of like it's less wouldn't it be funny that Zap, if Zap was gay and more of, isn't it funny that Zap is like upset at himself about being gay? Does is that make it, sense? Is that the joke? I don't know if that's the joke. I think the joke is just like, wouldn't it be funny if Zap was gay? Mm. Like, I don't know. We'd have to like relook at the episode, but. Um... I, I feel like every scene that Zap Brannigan is in, you're supposed to be laughing at him. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? And like, since he is like the ultimate, like, he, or at least he thinks of himself as like the ultimate in machismo. Like, 
I feel like the joke is at his expense there. But like, <sighs> I think we need to like decouple our ideas of like machismo and homosexuality mm-hmm. because my God, there are a lot of sexist like gay men out there. Right. You know what I mean? No. Like there's a lot of like machismo misogynistic gay guys and like, you know, I don't think that they should get a pass. Right. Just because they're gay. And I feel like we've had that conversation. No. <laughs> you I, know, like, I don't know. It's like, I think maybe in like the 20 teens, there was like a time, like maybe like the early 20 teens, you could have like watched that episode and been like, oh, yeah, well, like the joke is this. But now it's like in 2020s. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there. Again, it hasn't aged like the it hasn't aged super well, but like, yeah, again, like I think you can give the writers at least a little bit of, well, you know, they're 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 trying to be progressive. They're trying to be woke, you know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't think they succeed, but I think that like you can see that like. I mean, I guess, like, when you compare it, I mean, you when you're comparing it to the shows that were on at the right. time. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you're you're more woke than early seasons of Family Guy. Yeah, right. And isn't that a credit to you? I mean, like, it's a credit to something. Quite, quite the bar that you've... Uh, you've wow. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying that it's great. It's it's. You really cleared that. Those it's a three very, inches. It's a very low bar. But as I have often said, the early to mid 2000s was a wasteland of culture. <laughs> so if we're looking, if we're gonna look for something like Futurama, I think was probably one of the better things to come out of like that time period. And it's not great, but. It's better than some of the other things that Space, we look back on yeah. from then. I mean, Space Ghost was was also that period, but you know, Space yeah. Ghost is also that period. That's true. Space Ghost, Space Ghost isn't problematic because Space Ghost never tried to say anything meaningful. <laughs> I think it's kind of what we could say about that. Is since Space Ghost was just trying to be as strange and like surreal as possible that like the jokes that they were making back then don't really like, they're not problematic now because they're not like, I guess what I'm trying to say is someone trying to be woke 20 years ago is going to seem like really bad today. Whereas someone who was just trying to be goofy 20 years ago is still just goofy now. I guess, I guess that's the difference. I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know. So anyway, um, so disenchantment and uh, <laughs> Futurama is what you guys watched, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to say on either of them uh, before we kind of... Um, I don't know. I think, like I said, Futurama is not aged great, but I think it is the better of the two shows, like just in terms of character writing. 
Okay. What do you think, Elise? I think that's fair. And I think it'll get less. It, it's going to be weird because the show got less is going to get less cringy. I think as time goes on, like after it gets canceled and brought back, but then it's also going to get like less good at the same time. It's a very strange. It has been a long time since I've seen the later seasons. Like, and I think I, some of these episodes I've only watched once, but it's like, these were made in Obama's America as opposed to Bush's America. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like, it's going to be more progressive, but like less funny. Speaking for about things from Bush's America, we need to rewatch C-Lab 2021 and see how that's. Oh yeah. Oh, now God. that it's 2021, we yeah. have like the first three seasons of it, I think. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, um, there was a time, there was a time in the late 2000s where like every time I would visit my sister and my brother-in-law in New York, I would come home with like another box of stuff <laughs> and like, it was generally like booze and DVDs, um, that they were trying to get rid of. And it was like, oh, hapless, you know, hapless relative who lives in the suburbs here taketh upon you these provisions. And so I ended up with like three seasons of C-Lab 2021 on DVD. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Across those, those like many, many trips. Um, man, that was a weird, my early 20s was a weird time for me. Um, man should we talk about that way did you ever watch those no i just have them (laughs) and then it's like i just feel weird about getting rid of them and then like they gave me cred with nick so i guess that works but well if um, i ever come up for like a weekend then we need to binge through all of them just that would be fine that would be good (laughs) we have a fucking guest room i mean we're like bougie ass bitches up here oh, um, hot <laughs> from its 40 watt womb <laughs> oh uh, it, it apropos of nothing just to kind of uh take a hard left turn back to politics for a second apparently uh, an israeli antifa cell hacked the kkk's website nice and doxed all the members nice so for them. that's a that's a good 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 politics happening tonight. Good politics. <sighs> got a, got some closer fascists at home, but good on you still, Israeli and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. There's just like there's just so much. Um, I don't know, Alex, did you have anything else that you wanted to t- to discuss? Any other, like, uh, things you've been watching? Uh, I mean, it's... Let's see. I I haven't really been watching anything else other than uh, that. Um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two is out, uh, or starting to come out, so I've been watching that. Um, nice. I don't know. Did you all ever watch the first season of that? Nope. No, we never got around to it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, premiering on Funimation. No, is it? No, it's Crunchyroll. It's not Crunchyroll. Okay. Um, we have that one. You have that one, yeah. But it's, I don't know, like, season one was very... It was, season one was good, surprisingly so. I was I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, 
just because of how it subverts a lot of the isekai kind of genres, uh, kind of genre tropes, I guess you'd say. Um, season two, it's just kind of getting started, and it's a, I think it's a 24-episode season like season one was, so it's taking its time with it. Um, and we're like, okay. I think, three or four episodes in, so not much to really speak on just yet, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, Good. Uh, there's also um, another isekai on Crunchyroll that I was watching, uh, which, let me get the name right, uh, which is So I'm a Spider, So What? Um, did I bring <laughs> that one up at all? No. Okay. So that one is about, um, so in modern Japan, a classroom explodes suddenly, and the entire class and teacher and everyone in that room is reincarnated in fantasy world kind of thing um except for one student who has not been reincarnated as like a human or an elf or any kind of person uh but has been reincarnated as a spider monster one of the lowest monsters um and is trapped in a cave and has to try to survive in the most gruesome ways possible um as a spider uh yeah it's it's weird it i don't know if i'm gonna like it going forward but it has like the protagonist uh i don't think she's ever really given a name um but the spider is like is very pollyanna about it like she's trying to keep her her emotions up and trying to keep her spirits up like i can do this this is fine things are not fine um but uh but trying to to keep her wits about her and then occasionally it'll cut to like outside and all of the um other students got reincarnated like one of them is like the stereotypical hero and one of them is like the heir to the throne and is a major douchebag and you've got the teacher who's an elf and long lived and it's just like this whole like other plot happening in the background but that's not what we're focusing on we're focusing on the trials and tribulations of the spider trying to get a bite to eat um usually out of some horrible nasty lizard um i don't know it's just it's just interesting and uh, i'm enjoying it uh one episode at a time which is how you watch things. But what am I saying? Anyway, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so if that sounds interesting to you, maybe check that out. I don't know if that sounds like it's interesting to, to the two of you, but if any of you listeners want to, it's called So I'm a Spider, So What? Uh, it's been heavily uh, marketed on Facebook to me, so that's how I found <laughs> out about it. So you may have seen the advertisements for it too. I don't know. We don't really get into the isekai. The only one we've really tried was... God, what was the name of that one? Konosuba? We never finished it. Yeah, Konosuba. Konosuba, yeah. Mm-hmm. We never um, finished and it. we did not finish it. We should go back. There were there were definitely some parts where it was just like, oh, ooh. <laughs> um, but overall, it was fun. I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, this is going to sound so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think, like, watching anime just makes me weirdly nostalgic for anime conventions. Mm. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so, like, watching that, and then I'm just like, 
Oh, and I, I, you know, it just like makes me sadder that the no. pandemic is still going on. Um, and so, so it's been hard for me to watch anime. And it seems like it would be like, this is the perfect time to like get a, get caught up in all your favorites and watch new ones. And I'm just like, every time I watch an anime episode, I'm just like, ugh. We could have. Could go- be good. Yeah, yeah, like, oh man, if I was going to a convention. We could be at MarsCon right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or, you know, like, oh, we could go to Katsu and and you'd see so many Kanasuba cosplayers shivering out in the cold by the National Harbor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, you'd just be staring. Like, it just just makes me very wistful. Um, Yeah, KatsuCon was, like, one of the best places was one of like the best. I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out an argument. <laughs> um, I think it was better for cosplayers than Otakon. There, there you go. Yep. When, what you gonna do? Um, just because like if you, you know, it's really funny like f- going through Instagram and going through like all of the hashtags related to cosplay. Um, just the the number of people, um, posting really high quality photos, um, because that that they they hosted at the Gaylord. Um, and that's just such a photogenic hotel. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's just such a photogenic hotel with like the gazebo and you have like the beautiful grand piano and you have the lobby area Mm. and you've got that weird like village that they have in the center of it. And you have these amazing, you know, floor to, to ceiling windows overlooking the national harbor and then if you go outside there's all of the amazing like rocks and you have the beach and you just have like a variety um i mean it sucks because it's it is held in february in washington dc so like Mm -hmm. you are shivering your your tits off but like my god the 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 photography that comes out of katsu is amazing as opposed to nekocon where you have the fountain in the front (laughs) um the fire escape scenic tidewater virginia <laughs> yes people take come look at our the... our parking lot <laughs> our fire escapes yeah <laughs> exactly exactly you know so it's like man like like i haven't been to katsu in years um but it is definitely one of those things where i'm like like i could i could go for just going to katsu for a day just just to walk around and see all the different cosplays um yeah. You know, it's it is it is really really cool, um, yeah. And it's it's such a beautiful hotel, and um, yeah. And you you get such a variety of scenery. So anyway, so yeah, so that's like, I think that's like one of the reasons why I haven't been watching a lot of anime this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I feel like such a bad weeb, you know. Yeah, because we started. I started showing you. Um Megalobox. We didn't get through. And I liked Megalobox. Like, yeah. I really... And I liked Isaken too. I just, like... I don't know. It was just... It was hard to get through because I was like, oh, man. Like, it would be so cool to, like, see, you know, some girls cosplaying as, like, the Isaken girls and, like, you know, at, like, one of the many restaurants in the Con- Gaylord or... No, 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 no. Like, the Isaken girls. Izuken? What do you mean, Isaken? Not the... Oh, my God. What's what's the anime that we were watching about the girls who wrote their own anime? Oh, 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 um, oh. Uh, hands off. 
Oh, keep your hands off the, um... Fuck, what keep was your it? hands Isaac off Isaacan. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm getting Isaacan. Okay, because I yeah. dyslexia. So my dyslexia is getting Isaacan and Isaacan mixed up. Um, and so I, yeah, I'm just... Like, yeah. So, like, the girls from Isaacan or, like, you know, the girls from Kanosuba, like, I think, like, it would just, it would just be a lot of fun and... You know, and it's something that, like, I haven't gone to a fucking anime convention. Like, I went to that one with you um, in 2019. But it's, mm-hmm. like, I mean, since then, I think it had been, like, years um, since I had been to just an anime convention. 14 or 15. I yeah, think it was, it was like, the last one that I went to. And, you know, and something, like, that's, like, the weird thing about the pandemic. Um, is, like, the things that it makes you nostalgic for. You know, like... <laughs> Like, you know, I remember like shoving like ten people, you know, per hotel room. <laughs> like I definitely remember those days, and it's like, oh man, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> you know, and it's like objectively, I'm like, no, that's gross. Like I'm gonna get my own hotel room. I'm an adult. Um, does any of that make sense, man? We are yeah. three months away from this thing like that's the thing that I can't process and we're like already over an hour and I feel like that's like it's such a shitty note to end on but like <laughs> no we're not even three months we're, we're one month, month. A we're a month and a half we're a like a month and s- ten days away from this being a full year yeah which is so insane right mm-hmm. yeah and you think about, like, the start and where we were at the start of this. We're like, oh, my gosh. I can't imagine if this lasts until June. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, what, what? is this going to be like? And do I have to, like, sanitize my packages from Amazon? And, <laughs> you know, I remember at the beginning just being like, well, I got two weeks off of work. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and being happy about it. And now it's just like, oh, my God, to, like, get into an argument in the break room with somebody over something stupid would be amazing at this point. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Because, like, we're both we're both like white collar assholes who've been working at home, you know, since March of last year. And it's like, my God, if someone could, like steal my sandwich out of the fucking like staff fridge well you have someone right there who could in fact steal I'll, your sandwich i'll steal your sandwich for you man. that's okay i feel like 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 nick is like my one coworker, and i feel like i feel like there was the one time recently where it's like i i took your like i took like the last frozen mac and cheese <laughs> that's true yeah and that's like the closest that we've gotten is like i i took like the last frozen mac and cheese out of the freezer <laughs> nick you need to know that was you it was like well it's like who else would it have been ferdinand or cat like <laughs> you know it's i don't know it's so you know or like to do like a fucking like a fucking like staff potluck or something other people's workplaces do that kind of shit right well not right now yeah nobody yeah, does our, it right my now. my workplace uh had like we usually have uh staff meetings this time of year and like all those have been canceled and yeah and so it's like 
God, I, what I wouldn't give for like a stale donut <laughs> that like somebody brought in to be like, hey guys, I me- thought of everyone on my way to work today. Do you want me to take a day off, buy a donut <laughs> here, drive it three hours up to you all? <laughs> Yes. Like, here, that's what we're saying. Oh a my stale god! Donut comes... from my hometown. <laughs> I, I don't know. Here's here's Maybe. honestly, like, it, does it come with like a cold cup of like shitty gas station coffee? Oh, honestly, you in know which case it. You're in. Like... Honestly, like you bringing this up, like I got, I went to go get my oil changed recently, and mm-hmm. like sitting in the waiting room, I was like, man. I miss when I could be sitting in the waiting room of an oil change place. And have like a shitty cup of coffee and a donut that someone bought like six hours ago <laughs> that everyone else has been too polite to eat. <laughs> like, I could really go for that right now, but I can't. Oh my god! It's the little things. It's the yeah. little things we miss. Instead, you're sitting there in fear and like staring daggers at like the one asshole who's like got their nose hanging out of their right. mask yeah. and you're just like the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you they're like would you like a bottle of sterilized water and you're like no because then i'd have to take my mask off to drink it <laughs> or do the like the 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 what have you done the water bottle of shame where you like you pull your mask over top of the water bottle and you try to drink it without people noticing <laughs> No, I, I can't say I've done that. Because uh, I work outside, and so if I need to take my mask off to drink, I can just do that. <laughs> oh, well, la-dee-da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, I was in, like, I had to go to the... I got my I got my first vaccine. Um, I got my first vaccination, and uh, and I was doing that. We were all, like, sitting in the room because they have to, like, watch you. Mm-hmm. Um, for like to, 20 or 30 minutes afterwards to make sure, make sure you don't, you don't like pass out. Yeah. yeah, like you don't, you know, explode or like the deep state doesn't come and get you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like whatever the, fucking they need to make Jewish sure that, space leaders like shoot at you yeah. from, from... They need to make sure that the microchip is working. Yeah, correctly. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God fucking damn it. All the people that are like, oh, they're going to put a microchip in you. And it's like, you posted that on Facebook. You don't like, shut up. Like, <laughs> for, with your with phone. With your cell phone. Yeah. Also, sorry about the space laser. That was my fault. I leaned on the, <laughs> you, on the console. Was it Gilbert? Did Gilbert step Gilbert, on your button? Yeah, it was Gilbert. <laughs> but like, you know, and it's like, you're sitting there and I remember like sitting there and I'm like, well, like the nurse wanted me to drink water <laughs> to make sure that like I was like hydrated enough and let, before she would let me leave and I just like I'm like I've got my you know I've got like my face mask over top of my water bottle and I'm like trying to drink it <laughs> and I'm like I know we all just got vaccinated but like I'm like I can't be an asshole like I can't take off my mask mm-hmm. but that's like the other thing that you keep telling you is like even if you've been vaccinated like you still need to like don't be a dick basically it's like you know make sure that you you you're still social distancing you're still wearing your mask and everything like that so i don't know i don't know we'll see we'll Into, see where we yeah. are but you know that's that's what i get for having the asthma um sucks to your <laughs> asthma i know hey sucks to my asthma but one of us got to hop the vaccine line <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway, 
So that's my adventures in getting vaccinated. <laughs> I'm sure at some point, I, I'm just small thought that came to my mind is that at some point there's going to be like some kind of museum that will have like some kind of display that will have a quilt made out of everyone's masks that they don't use anymore. Oh after my this god. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep mine. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Uh, I don't know. We 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 went out for a you know because it's been it's been snowing here in Virginia, mm-hmm. and so like we went outside for a walk in the snow and it was really pretty. And actually having the face mask on, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, I might just keep this around next to like next winter. It just Gee. made my face warmer. Someone working outside. I wonder if I, I ever had this thought before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you had this problem? I feel as a white collar worker that works inside with my weak skin, I have discovered something new. <laughs> Am I Columbusing? Is that what I'm doing right now? <laughs> I discovered this thing you can do with your mask. You can keep your face warm in the outside. Yes. Did you Elise. know? Yes. Good, good job. Good job. <laughs> Figured it out. You cracked the case. I did. I'm so smart. No one's as smart as me. I discovered this. I'm Columbus. Uh, uh, can we call this Columbusing? I, I think I'm onto something. Both with the mask and the new slang word. Um. I'm sorry. I, I suspect we have kind of run out of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm also like uh, getting, we're, it's we're getting late here because we had that tech issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, we're wrapping it up. Yeah. So thank you all for listening to some words <laughs> of a podcast. Thanks oh. for wasting an hour and fifteen with us. <laughs> Super appreciated. My name is Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Elise. And we've been some nerds on podcast. You all have a wonderful night.